What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of Pod Life? This is episode 7 in the Pod Life series. The series is going to be coming to an end soon, and I think for the next couple of weeks we're going to be doing double releases. So you get Pod Life and then something from the Not at the 30 meetup that happened last week. Hope you guys enjoy this. This is probably one of my more favorite editions of Pod Life. Uh, Steve Chisson and is part of the Hotline Hangout podcast, and it's one of my favorite pod- new favorite new podcasts to listen to. I don't want to blow too much smoke up their ass, but they got a good thing going on. You can also check out them on YouTube and on Instagram. Check it out. You'll enjoy it, I promise. With that being said, this is episode 7 of Pod Life. What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of Pod Life? A podcast about podcasters talking about podcasting on me, on me, wow, with me on the line from the Hotline Hangout podcast, Shane Chazon. Did I get it right? Chazon. <laughs> yeah, Almost. I tried. Close I enough. tried so bad. I put a little, a good <laughs> sneaky, a little accent on there. Didn't work out in my favor, dude. Yeah, excellent take, dude. Yes. All right, man. So I won't take too much away from it. What's your podcast all about? Um, our podcast is a current events show and it's mostly just like a hangout or like an excuse to hang out with friends every week. Um, and yeah, it kind of just started, uh, with, we wanted to make a podcast and we didn't know what to make it about. So it was just like, you know what, let's just record our hangouts. I love it. I'll, I'll put this out there out of all the, uh, I've done about 10 of these so far and so far, out of all the podcasts I listen to, this is a one I feel like I could jump onto. I feel like I could bro you guys so hard and just get in there and feel good. Like I feel like it's a conversation I could have with any one of you guys. So I thought that was pretty cool. No, oh, thank you, man. No worries. All right. So as tradition around here, we're going to pour our first drink. Um, I have with me f- straight fresh from the Wayne Gretzky Vineyards is the Wayne Gretzky Craft Brewing Rye Lager. Um, this is right from right from the cow's teat. And I'm going to crack this sucker right now. Man, I'm so jealous. Yes, uh, I'll tell you. Oh, my mouth is watering. <laughs> <laughs> um, the wine, they, they've stepped up their wine game in the last couple of, of years. And this beer, I promise anybody who drinks this, you will not be disappointed by it. It's a really good tasting beer. It's not like super hoppy. It's not crazy. It's just an, a nice lager it's it's a they call it a rye lager but it's like it's so easy drinking for the price point i think in like the lcbo i think it's like a 280 or something like that but, but like a sixer i think it was like 12 bucks or something well worth it i would highly suggest it to anybody out there shane what are you drinking uh so i ran out of beer and i had some tequila so i made a margarita oh. so I'm, I'm just drinking a basic margarita <laughs> what kind of tequila uh i think it's la Souza. all right um we you know we know we were going to make margaritas with it so we just bought the absolute cheapest tequila right right there there's like a dominican tequila called omega i think it's called omega and i didn't even know the the dominican made tequila but by far like you will go blind if you drink it it is whack I, tequila yeah my, my friend came back from the dominican actually like five or six years ago with a bottle of it and like apparently it was like a homemade from the Dominican awesome. and we drank like maybe three or four shots each and we were, we were totally <laughs> it was too much I, I, I love I love alcohol fueled stories 
I'm pretty sure are as old as as old as time, but when you start running through the inventory of of drinks you've had and the effects that they've had on you, I think that's like a, a six hour podcast. Oh my goodness! Yeah, we. We used to do these things. I, I would like to bring them back at some point, but being a, a father of two young kids, it's hard to do. But we used to do these shows. We used to call them um, the drinking, what do we call them? Uh, I, I, I renamed them the, the drinking companion, but they used to be called something else. But we would just tr- like have five or six people, and they'd all bring the same kind of alcohol, different brands. By the end of the podcast, I'm pretty sure we were speaking German. Like It didn't make any sense. We were just a mess. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I, it's kind of crazy because, like, you just drink so much, especially by the time you hit your 30s. And there's so many stories and so many drinks that you've had. Um, yeah, I, oh, I I just couldn't tell all of them ever, I don't think. <laughs> all right, so give me a quick little bio on you, Shane. How old are you? What do you do? And, and what kind of background do you have in podcasting? Okay, um, so I'm actually 29. I don't know if I'm old enough for the Not After 30 podcast yet, but... We'll, we'll, grandfather, we'll grandfather you in. When's your birthday? <laughs> okay, uh, January 90. Oh, fuck you, man. Yeah, I'm almost there. Wow, true millennial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right on, right on the dot. Huh. Um, I, I just graduated university a couple of months ago, and, you know, to fill my void of time, I started making videos uh, with my friend Steve and you know after we were kind of like hey let's turn this into a podcast and we sat down one day um, if you skim through the first episode it's terrible Um, we had a boom mic for both of us and it was absolute garbage and literally as soon as we finished we were like yeah that looks terrible and then we spent a little bit of money on some microphones and figured out how to move around my furniture in my dining room and you know we we just kind of started going from there and my opinion, I think it gets better every week, but yeah, we're about 15 weeks in right now. I'll tell you, man, I, I, I was telling you a little bit off air. I listened to your most recent episode and uh, I, I don't, I'm not going to try to pronounce Max's last name, but he's a comedian, man. You guys, first mm. of all, he sounds just like Chris D'Elia. So he's a, oh, yeah. he is a Chris <laughs> D'Elia voice doppelganger. So there might be some money there somewhere to be made. And maybe he could call people pretending to be Chris D'Elia. And just like leave messages on their machine and then charge them for it or something like that. That's a whole other podcast. Totally. Right <laughs> I'm in. Okay. I, I just want like executive producer credits. I don't even have to be part of it. I just, there's my idea. Um, but it was so funny. And the flow of the podcast is, I, I totally feel like I'm hanging out with you guys. I feel like I want to be drinking whatever you guys are drinking and just, just shooting shit like you guys are doing. Because that is like that is my ideal podcast to listen to and to be part of. So kudos for you guys for finding the magic chemistry because it, it flows nicely. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, Matt, so Max was like a guest on the show that week, but he comes down to Windsor like maybe once every month or two. So we were definitely planning on like working up like a residency and having him on like way more frequently. That'd be awesome, um, if, yeah. If he's down for it. Because, yeah, he, he's hilarious. Yeah. Um, oh, man, that episode was, was awesome. People people <laughs> that want to check him out, what, what is his last name? Sheldrick. Sheld- Max Sheldrick. Sheldrick. Yeah. Right on. Okay, so enough about other people. Let's start talking about you and Steve. Like You guys put this podcast together. So you were saying, like, you said a little bit about, like, this might be fun. Like, what were you guys filming? Were you guys just, like, hanging out? Like, like were you guys doing, like, jackass stunts or something? Uh, like, what was going on? Well, it's kind of weird because... Uh, Steve and I have known each other for like probably like seven or eight years now. And when 
we first met, he said something about, hey, let's do a podcast. Because I've always been into media. I've always had, like, cameras and stuff like that. And, you know, in 10 years, I've definitely matured with it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, when I met him, I was kind of just starting out. And we sat down on my couch one day about five or six years ago, and we recorded an episode of something. And I think we had a third person on. And I went to go edit it, and it was terrible. It was so bad. And, like, the third person we had on kept, like, butting in and uh, just kind of... The f- his facts were like a nuisance it ruined the flow of the conversation and then I forgot about it and then I probably deleted it at some point and we didn't talk about it for a couple more years and then yeah as soon as I graduated Steve was like hey let's start a podcast or let's let's start doing some stuff and I'm like okay so and we just we walked into it it was totally totally random didn't think I'd still be doing it this this far out <laughs> and so you've you've always been a fan and you like not like so <clears throat> for people who don't know I was introduced to Shane by Jacob McCourt episode three um, also from the Left Behind Game Club, and he's like, you guys, you guys should check out Shane. His stuff's funny, and I, I was on. I, w- w- he's on episode three or four with you guys. Uh, he's on episode five. five. Jacob's episode is probably my favorite episode. Really, he's hilarious. Yeah. Oh yeah, you watch like the first couple of minutes at least. He he sings for us. It's amazing. Okay, so where do you stand on the fence of Justin Timberlake or Conan O'Brien? Uh, definitely Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Wait for oh no yeah oh I don't know Jacob. He's he's right, almost smack dab in the middle. Maybe a little bit more Conan. I I feel like Maybe. I feel like um, eyes up Conan, but but face shape and eyes down maybe JT. Okay. But um, whatever. I mean, I, I I can see it. I would like a little a little more debate on it. So Jacob introduced me, and um, so I guess what I'm asking is, I know he has a background in media. But you, did you have a bad, or you were just like, it's just a hobby for you? Like you're just like, okay. So it, it was a hobby for like the longest time. Um, and then when I was in university, I actually changed my degree over to, uh, communication media and film. And I've, I've just always been making like YouTube videos and stuff like that. I also have been listening to podcasts for, you know, as long as I can remember. I think my, my first podcast was Dignation. I don't know if you ever listened to that. No, I, I found out Dig oh, way, boy. way after it happened. I was a Chive guy, so it was like, I think the same uh, thing, but but different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dignation with Kevin Rose was, uh, like, I was so anxious to watch it every week. It was insane. Like, it was like the season finale of Game of Thrones every <laughs> week for me. Like, that's how I felt about that podcast. And when they ended it, I was like, oh, man, what am I going to do? Uh and, you know, I started looking at other podcasts. So how far back was that? Like, do you remember your first couple podcasts that you started to listen to? Oh, yeah. Uh, Dignation was, I believe, 2008 is when I caught into mm-hmm. it. And that podcast went all the way till 2012, I, th- I think. Um, and, yeah, I listen to them all the time. Uh, what else did I listen to? Um, I don't know. I've, I've always listened to, like, This American Life. Yeah. And... Yeah, at the beginning of podcasting, I wasn't super into it. Now I'm, like, hardcore into it. I have so many podcasts. It's hard to jam them in. I mean, I I feel like the same way. I I, I think myself, I started listening around 2007, maybe maybe 2000, maybe 2006. I remember remember listening to, like, episode 7 of Joe Rogan. And I remember listening to, like, Kevin Smith and those guys and Mark Maron. And so I feel like that was maybe, like, mid-2000s, maybe mid to late 2000s. Mm -hmm. And I just, I saw so much potential in this, but now when I look at it, there's so many podcasts that I want to listen to. I just don't have the time. And then like, there's so much, so much content being produced. 
and I heard like there's this this new trend of people listening to podcasts at one 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 point five x, and in hopes to just fly through podcasts in half the time. And I, I, I try listening to it, and it just sounds too goofy for me. I can't like I I like the cadence of everything. I like listening mm-hmm. to things unfold. I like to like to think of I like to know the balance of chatter between the co-hosts. Like I like those kinds of things. I can't just rush through it. I enjoy the the quality more than the quantity. Kind of a funny story about that one point five times. So I was at the gym the other day, and I was listening to our episode with Max, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I noticed it was taking forever for the episode to finish. I'd be listening to it all day, and I'm like, what's going on here? And I looked at the speed, and it was 0.7 times. Oh. <laughs> and I I didn't even realize that it sounded weird or anything, because it's such like a background noise when I'm listening to my own. I'm just mostly listening for errors. Right, yeah. <laughs> the quality assurance. Um, yeah, quality assurance seal. But yeah, oh, man. The, the only time I really mess around with this speed is for some podcasts, you can skip the silence. Right. Um, that messes with the cadence a little bit, but it doesn't change the, the voice too much, depending on how the people talk. So some episodes, some podcasts, it's good. Some podcasts, it, it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, you got to play with it. I, I always feel like the pauses, if there's like that one beat too much, I might cut that out, but I try to do as little editing as possible because I want it to be, not that I want it to be raw, but I want it to feel genuine when I sometimes I listen to podcasts and they're so cut up like, these guys didn't make any mistakes I, like do they speak perfectly do they not trip over their tongue <laughs> yeah. you know when I when I hear that for example when Jacob did his interview with Mark Blevis from the podcast lounge it, it was like the perfect 27 minute interview they're laughing everything's like shooting off and everything sounds like perfect no one's making mistakes no one drops an f-bomb what's going on here and and then when i talked to jacob about it, he's like oh yeah he's like we probably t- spoke for 20 minutes more than what, what actually got played i'm like aha i knew it it's too perfect but yeah i, li- I like yeah, the fuck ups because i fuck up a lot so the goal is you know whatever just make it make it part of my character Mm, our, yeah, our podcast is almost the exact same way. Um, I honestly don't cut out the middle at all unless there's like a camera turns off or something like that. But pretty much the body of the podcast stays exactly the same. The only other time we move thing we move some things around, like some segments around sometimes, right? Uh, just to just to get a flow going. Like one time we forgot to actually open the episode, and so midway through the episode we opened it, and then I moved that to the front. Oh, right on. <laughs> But that's okay. That's kind of the, the magic of, of media, I guess. Mm. All right. So you have an element that I'm very envious because I've tried to try this avenue. It's just too much work for me. But you guys do a whole video alongside your podcast. So why, first of all, how much more work is it? And do you, do you see the benefit of it like overall? So go ahead. Tell me. Uh, you know, so I'm, I'm more into video than audio in the first place. I've always, I've always enjoyed making videos. Um, so that's kind of why we did it. I already had a fancy camera and since we actually started the podcast, we purchased two more cameras. Um, for the first little bit we were using cell phones, but now when we have guests on, we can have, we have, uh, GH4s as our B-roll cameras and they're really high quality cameras. They look really good. Right. Um, we've also incorporated like sliding robots and stuff like that so we have camera movement and stuff and you know it's it's kind of the same reason when people build extremely fast computers just to browse the internet it's just (laughs) just because they want to like it's 
it, it's just to say you did kind of. Yeah. Um, and I think the production value that goes into it, it just makes me feel good at the end of the day that, you know, I did ex- absolutely the best I could with what was available yeah. to me and the resources that we have. And I, I definitely think it adds to the production though. Cause like most of our traffic comes from YouTube. Um, I, I feel like a lot of our listeners on like anchor and like all the platforms that we, we, uh, release on that's kind of like pennies compared to YouTube. Yeah. You, YouTube videos get pretty consistent, uh, views pretty regularly. And like, do you, but do you find that attention times like 10% roughly, but it's still good. See, that, that's interesting to know like their retention rate overall. But do you find that, like, is there a lot of people, is it just background noise for people? Are people, like, tuning in and watching you guys like a show? I mean, like, like are they in for the whole 90 minutes or 57 minutes or whatever the episode is? Um, so, you know, that's that's what I wonder. But I've gotten lots of comments from people about segments of the episode that are, like, you know, at the beginning, at the middle, at the end. So even if they're skipping through, I think that people are still, you know, getting getting through it and like you know they're remembering like funny bits or whatever um also my grandma listens to the (laughs) podcast and i know for a fact that she listens through the the whole entire thing of course uh, because she'll give me a rundown on Uh, the whole episode i love it talk to me about all of it yeah is is she looking uh, for is she looking for like a name drop or something uh so we also have a third guy on the podcast his name is james um you didn't see him on the episode with max because he was away um, but originally he was just our tech support. We had him in to watch the cameras for us, make sure they didn't shut off or go out of focus or anything. Um, but then we gave him a mic too. Cause I feel like, you know, everybody in the room on a podcast has to have a mic Yeah. and then he just became part of the show. Um, and yeah, he, he always name drops my grandma on the episodes and, uh, she'll reply over text message to me <laughs> and she tells me to tell him you know, the answer to whatever he said on the show and tell him to stop swearing so much. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, those are kind of fun. Like when you start to build the community, community of it, even if it's family, it's just fun to have that interaction within your audience. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's fun. I I love when people talk about it because, you know, it's something that I made and other people are listening to it and referencing it. And so it just, I don't know, makes me feel good. Totally. (laughs) So as a content provider, how do you like do you get stressed out about hitting deadlines like how much time are you investing a week into producing an episode and then how stressful do you get leading up to a deadline that you might set for yourself uh so our deadline is tuesday every week and i think i you know we dove headfirst in and i really don't think any of us knew what that meant what a tuesday deadline for a video audio production over multiple platforms and like promoting the episode and everything like that meant because uh, like you know we make uh, little teaser trailers on Twitter and stuff like that um, and, and yeah it's it's really stressful sometimes uh, but we've managed to try and stay a couple of weeks ahead of things and we actually tried to like optimize our schedule so now we do two episodes every two weeks on Saturdays and it kind of took a lot of the stress off because then you can just crank out one episode it probably takes about three hours to edit one um but yeah it's it's gotten a lot better as time went on because we figured out how to optimize our workflow and i've started to teach uh steve how to edit and so he's he's going through some of the more cumbersome parts and kind of letting me focus on the more difficult parts or like the more skilled parts like color grading and stuff like Mm -hmm. that 
Um, and, uh, it's not as stressful as it used to be, though. What other work balances do you guys have? I mean, I think it would have been nice to have both you guys on, but I'll take you any day. Um, so, like, so are you kind of, like, the catalyst of everything, and Steve's kind of, like, filling in wherever he can, or are you guys kind of 50-50 on everything? Uh, so, as far as, like, the skilled labor goes, I guess, like, the editing and stuff like that, it's primarily me. Um, but, yeah, Steve Steve pumps out a lot. Like, he, he does, like, the tags and stuff for the episode, Um, he also like listens to the episode after I edit it, um, to make sure that there are no errors and stuff. Like if I forget to change the episode number in the title or something like that. Um, he also picks all of the topics for the shows and like does the research on them and like basically hustles everybody to make sure that we're all ready for the episode. So he's kind of the showrunner Um, of everything. Yeah. I'd say that he's more of a showrunner, but also as of late, um, he's been doing the multicam edits, Mm -hmm. um, which in my opinion, they're the most time-consuming part because totally. you have to kind of stop. Like, an hour podcast will take three hours to watch just because of how much you have to stop. Um, and, yeah, he's he's been kind of getting into that. So I, like, line it up for him, um, and then he, uh, he'll he do the edit itself, and then I'll come through and, like, do the cuts, move everything around. Pr- pretty much, like, all the more advanced editing stuff I'll take care of. Um, but he gets, like, that base-level cut down, which definitely evens out the workload quite a bit yeah i mean i've got to imagine having a partner who's kind of just filling in the blanks or even taking work off your plate helps a, a tremendous amount mm-hmm. now do, do you guys foresee bringing in any more action into the fold or like at one point do you want to hire like maybe bring in um i don't know maybe like an apprentice or something or maybe like an intern that needs that needs to get hours done somewhere is that possible for you guys or do you, do you, are you more of a control freak where you prefer to keep all, all cards close to the chest and work from there? Uh, so it's really weird in like this type of production because I, I'm definitely a little bit of a control freak, but at the same time, as long as I got to like at least control or filter in some way, the final product, like I don't care how we get to that point. Um, and yeah, so I'd definitely be, uh, down for extra help. Like, you know, in, in a project like this, the, the more the merrier. Um, we've actually had a lot of people kind of fill in in the background for us um, in previous episodes. But for the most part, technology is taking care of it now. So, like, you know, we have, like, wireless monitors and stuff like that um, to, like, broadcast our cameras to us and do the focusing and stuff. Um, but we actually have a, a graphic designer right now. Uh, his name's Ahmed. I, I work with him. And he's talking about getting some practice for graphic design and stuff. So we actually uh, had him uh, try out his hand at uh, digitizing our logo for us. Nice. And he created us a vector image, and it looks so good. And we always talk about making T-shirts. And yes. we're, about, we're probably about to place our uh, first order for some T-shirts, I, mostly just for us. But yeah. you know, I want a hotline hangout T-shirt. Yeah. So. <laughs> now, are, are you guys going, like, classic fit? Are you guys going slim fit? Are you guys, trying to, are you guys trying to get more of the hipster vibe, or are you guys going for, like, general public fit? Uh, so when we make our first order, they're definitely going to be custom. Um, I, I have the logo printed out somewhere, but it's going to say Hotline Hangout on the back in, like, like block cutout letters. Uh, I don't know how to describe the font. And then the front, we're going to have the logo. But it's going to be an athletic fit because, uh, like, Steve and I go to the gym pretty much, like, every day. Oh, uh, humble work. brag. So we're going to wear it at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Well, 
I'm, I'm going to be expecting an XL with, with the beer order, of course. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll toss one in there. All right. Okay, so let, let me, I, I need to know because I'm so curious. I, I've heard people do podcasts on this super cheap. And then I've also interviewed somebody who spent thousands of dollars. Where are you on that scale? So money spent versus return. I know you guys got some high-end cameras going on, plus slide robots and everything else, wireless monitors. You guys must have put a couple pennies into this. Let me know. Like, are, are you, oh like, are you nervous about what that total is? I, but is it, for you, I got to imagine this is a passion over paycheck, a hundred percent. So, oh, sure, yeah. so I mean, this this probably it consumes you a lot of the week. It probably fills that creative gap. It probably gives you what you need to be like work day to day to day to get that paycheck. Are you worried at any point that that you put too much in before you've seen a return? I uh, so it's it's so weird because. Uh, yeah, we well we haven't made any money yet. <laughs> I, I'm not even too sure how to how to go about making money on podcasting. Yet. I totally agree. Um, I, I I'm in the exact same boat. So yeah, go on, brother. Um, but as far as like since the podcast has started, um, Steve and I have probably spent. Uh, I'm gonna say probably about maybe fifteen hundred dollars. Um, and that's because we bought two cameras, uh, secondhand on eBay. And then when we bought the mixer, that was the first thing we bought is audio equipment for four people. Um, and yeah, that, I think that set us back about 400 and then each of the cameras was probably about maybe like five, 600 or so. So, you know, less than $2,000 we spent, Mm -hmm. but pretty much everything else, like all the lights and everything, uh, I already had all that stuff. Um, and I still wasn't making money off of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's always been like a hobby, like filmmaking and stuff. Totally. Um, and like things like the slider robots, I actually like built those myself by, by hand. I taught myself at a program last year and, you know, I've always been into like making things with like my hands and wood and stuff. And so I learned how to program and I started just building robots are you, for the camera. Are you Windsor's version of Elon Musk? What's going on? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I need to. I need to figure out how to make make that into money. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I, I saw I saw some of this the behind the scenes of BTS on Jacob's uh, Instagram. I think he posted some photos of uh, the behind the scenes. Your setup looks amazing. So give me a rundown of like paint the picture for the people who don't know of like your setup. Where it is in your house, your lighting rig, like what's going on there. Oh boy, so. So originally we kept my dining room table where it belongs, uh, you know, like a normal person, like next to the window or something. Yeah, above a light or below a light, yeah. Below a light, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, after watching that first episode, I was like, these angles are terrible. The only interesting thing in the shot is this little cactus plant that I had on the table. Um, And then me and Steve were framed horribly. You know, I have a lot of experience doing this. I don't know what I was doing on the first episode. You're just excited it, to do it, terrible. man. You're just excited. That's all. Yeah, we we press record and, you know, let let everything else to the wind. Um, but yeah, so basically every two weeks, we move my dining room across the dining room to the computer area. And we put it on a bit of an angle so everybody can fit in. And then we have usually four cameras, sometimes five. Uh, depending on if there are guests or whatever, and they're all pointed. We got three cameras pointed at each of our, our uh, hosts, and then we have one camera as a wide, wide shot. Um, the wide shot is on a slider. The slider moves the 
back and forth and uh you know everybody everybody is kind of in frame there and it just kind of moves around a little bit more of a dynamic shot um and then we have some lights pointed at us two really big soft lights and it just floods the room and then yeah we sit down talk about the stories for a minute and then just press record on everything and start recording so um do you live by yourself is that uh no i live with my girlfriend okay and she's cool with all the noise going on uh, so I wouldn't say it's very noisy, but it definitely takes up the entire dining room. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know how cool she is with it. She definitely uh, is a good sport about okay. it. But <laughs> I, I don't think it's her favorite thing when we're recording. Yeah. We, we try to do it when she's at work. Right on. Um, but yeah, because she, she can't like move around and stuff like that. You can't treat the place like a normal place. We got to turn off all the air conditioning, all the fans. Yes. I even go as far as shutting the fridge off because it's like right next wow. to where we record. I'm impressed. Uh, that's that's actually a level of commitment that I can't commit to. I The AC, sometimes you hear the AC on and off to 30 podcasts. You're going to hear the AC in the background. That's because I'm a hot motherfucker. So I, I need that I need <laughs> that, that air blowing. Okay, so that's good. So, she's, so even though she may not be cool with it, she kind of gets it. And she lets you just manipulate the room as, as you please. Oh, yeah. And all of our, our hosts and whatever, like, everybody else is, like, super cool about cleaning up afterwards. It's weird because it's, it's not their house, but they know exactly where all this stuff goes. And <laughs> it's it takes maybe about 15 minutes to break it down. That's perfect. Probably takes about an hour to put it up, but taking it down is a piece of cake. Now, now are you thinking about, at one point, dedicated space? Or are you going to play with this, you know, Tetris room? For much longer steve steve and i have talked about dedicated space um you know in windsor right now studio space is kind of kind of hard to come by and if you can find it it's kind of expensive um but you know definitely something we're interested in maybe if we can start generating a little bit of revenue we you know pitch in a little bit of money but um yeah it's it's kind of up in the air right now it's it's on the back burner all right so Give me what? What do you think your highest success so far? Your highest high with the podcast? What, what's that been so far? I mean, um, other than this interview, of course. <laughs> yeah, this interview is this interview is pretty cool. I I didn't really think because I I think I've been listening to you for slightly before we started podcasting because uh, I think Jacob mentioned uh, the Not for Thirty podcast. Well, and, what, uh, yeah, I don't know, was man. it from a sexy post that he put on where uh, he wore the T-shirt that we sent him? Oh, you sent him a t- I sent him a t- he so oh, yeah wow. so he tried to outnice me so apparently the night we met I picked up his bar tab which I definitely don't remember but we won a Canadian podcasting award that night and I was pretty I was riding pretty high so I might have I might have done it but I don't think I did Oh I know what that's like Yeah right like I was just like too Pay for high. everything at the bar Yeah right <laughs> I was like I I'm like I'm the king of the world why not So um but then he, he, so he's like, hey, man, send me your address. I just want to send you a thank you. So he sent me um, a couple of beers from, um, from New- Frank's. Yeah, from Frank's. Exactly, yeah. And then he sent me some, like, caramel vodka, but I don't drink vodka. That exists? Yeah, I don't drink vodka because I'm not a bitch, and only bitches drink vodka. Um, <laughs> so, but... Do you like Caesars? I do like Caesars, but I only drink them with tequila. Okay. Tequila or gin. Oh, interesting. I've never had it with tequila. I've had it with gin. Yeah. That's fair. I, I, like, I like them with gin. Like, Tangre gin and a, and a Caesar is, is a home run for me. But, um, so, I was like, wow, man. That, like, that, like, he went and, like, a handwritten note and some stickers. And I was like, this is awesome. So, I was like, but hold on a second. So, I there's a, a local brewery here in lovely Milton, Ontario. 
And uh, I went there, grabbed a couple beers from there. I sent him and Jess, his girlfriend, uh, some shirts. And I'm like, how dare you try to out-nice me? I'm the nice guy here. Enjoy these <laughs> beers, homeboy, and these T-shirts. So, um, but yeah, no, so whatever, long story short, yeah. So you're, okay, so you're saying, sorry, you, you're listening because Jacob told you about us and blah, blah, blah. Mm. Oh, yeah, and, you know, I was pretty like, oh, man, like, this guy is, like, close to us. I, it's really hard to find, like, content creators, I feel like, that live around me that aren't in Toronto. Right, um, yeah. But, you know, I don't count Toronto. Like, I don't know how, I don't know where Milton is in accordance to Toronto. I think it's pretty close. Like, four, 40 minutes like, outside. Okay, well, there you go. Is, it, is Milton, like, a big place? Or? No, um, it's, it's expanding. We're, we're closest to Mississauga. Um, but okay. we're expanding very quickly. Like uh, a couple of years ago, it was it was the fastest growing town slash city in the G eight community. Um, but yeah, rapidly growing. But long story short, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> That's cool. yeah, yeah. Uh, Winds- Windsor's. The same. I mean, we don't have a ca- we don't have a casino, so I mean that is that, and we're not close to the border, so that's that. Yeah, it's it's really nice, especially if you want to order packages to. Yes. To yeah. That's so good. Yeah, I'm yeah. envious of that actually. Mm. Okay, so yeah, so we were saying, your highest high of of the hotline hangout. So, so it's kind of weird because I feel like a lot of these episodes for us are like very similar. It's definitely like a production at this point, and I feel good when we sit down and start to record. Um, but I think I think the highest high so far was the growth on YouTube. I, I think has been the most exciting. Um, so when we started out, I I'd been making videos for like maybe a year or so, and I had like maybe fifty subscribers and like people leaving comments occasionally on my uh, on my videos. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we started the podcast, and within maybe a month, we doubled that and hit about a hundred subscribers. And then I remember when I set my goal for August, like what I wanted to see growth wise and like, you know, how much work I was going to put into this. Um, I, I said, okay, well, you know, my goal for the end of August is to have 200 or no, like 150 subscribers or 200 subscribers or something like that. And then we released two episodes in August and within a week we had, we had surpassed 200. So we met our goal in like three or four days and I was like, oh man, that's how awesome. incredible and I think that? now we're we're at like 250 and I don't really care about numbers or anything, but you know, you kind of always want to see growth in any totally, capacity. So, yeah. Yeah. Now are, are you guys monetizing your videos on, on YouTube? Uh, we, we can't monetize our videos yet. Oh, cause you have to get a minimum of like a, what is it? A hundred, a hundred thousand. Uh, you need a hundred thousand or sorry, not a hundred thousand, one thousand subscribers, subscribers yeah, right. but you need four thousand, four, four hundred thousand minutes of view time in a 365 day period. Oh, like the loopholes are making people jump through today. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I really feel like that's going to be the downfall of YouTube is they're going to get so specific about these things that people are just going to jump off. Like mm-hmm. some of my favorite content creators, like you see them, like they were pumping out incredible videos week after week and you see them slow down and slow down. And it's going to be one point where they're just going to jump off and whatever the next hot thing is, they're going to go to where it makes so much more sense and so much more simplified. Twitch might be the answer. I don't know if Twitch is the exact answer, but Twitch mm-hmm. seems to be like super hot right now too. So There's like the other one too, like on uh, Twitch Ninja, the one of the most popular Twitch streamers, just jumped platform. And I think he went over to Microsoft. I'm not like super into gaming news and stuff, but he went over to another platform and now that one is like, 
pretty bumping and everybody's moving over to there. Oh, so oh it, there's lots of competition. The Google one, the, the Stadia, I think it's called. The Google one? Maybe. I, I forget what it's yeah. called. But it's, yeah, now he's streaming somewhere else. Yeah, like, I, I don't understand. Like, I don't quite understand um, the whole e-games, uh, e-sports, and, and the online gaming things because I like having sex with girls. But, um, <laughs> like, I, I feel like, I feel like that is like so popular like i might get some some backlash from but it's so popular i get it but it's just like it's it's way out of my realm man like i'm i'm not a, I'm, I'm not about like i'm not gonna jump into that but what i do enjoy are guys like casey Neistat or dan mace or peter mckinnon who are making this incredible content um like i'm talking movie quality hollywood budget quality and they're doing it with like drones and you know whatever like um they're like they're um, whatever they're they're DSLs and and they're just making the, some beautiful work out of it. So oh, yeah. I definitely I definitely draw a lot of inspiration from like pretty much all of those names, especially Dan Mace oh, for a little bit. So good, right? Oh, man, and and because yeah. he's South African, it's such a different flavor. But would you like to hear a crazy story? I got a crazy story if you want. Yeah, well, have you seen his newest project where he's uh, like? getting letters from people yes, around the world. The, the seed? Like, the not normal show? Yeah, seed. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Oh, so neat. So cool. And, you know, and he, he he's come out and said, like, he doesn't make a ton of money on his YouTube videos. That's why they have to be sponsored. And I'm totally down with that. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to sell me on this product, but just say, hey, they're helping me finish, like, do part of my dream. I'll listen to it. And then mm-hmm. we can go from there. Yeah, I'm totally good with that. Yeah, we, uh, so on Anchor recently, so we host our podcast through Anchor. You know, I, I'm really a technical person, but when we set this up, I was not really like, uh, interested in putting in a lot of work to get something to host us for free or not a lot of money. Um, so it was just like Anchor seems like the best place to go. And that's, I think where Casey Neistat hosts, uh, his podcast, the couples therapy. Yeah. Um, with his wife. That's right. Yeah. Candace. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And so we just went on to Anchor the other day, and it actually prompted us for uh, sponsorships. So oh. I'm just like, wow, have we hit that point yet? Because, like, you know, I remember reading in the terms of service at some level, like, it prompted us about sponsorships. And it said, yeah, you know, if uh, if we deem you, uh, you know, good enough to have sponsors, we'll let you know. And then maybe a week ago I went on there and I saw it. Um, and I kind of clicked around a little bit, and it entails a lot. Like, we have to basically make commercials like individual commercials and then put them on the website and then they'll dynamically drop them into our podcast Whoa. where we pick kind of. And I'm just like, Hmm, I, you know, I'm not hundred percent sure how I feel about yeah, this. Yeah. That but, seems know, like a lot we'll of extra work too. Mm-hmm. But if we're getting paid for it, yeah, right. I, you know, how much extra work is it? it? And maybe it, <laughs> let me know. Yeah. If you're, if you're able to subsidize or offset the cost of maybe like a personal space or some new equipment or, Exactly. Or, even, or yeah. even just like take the team out for like an awesome dinner or something like that. Like it might be worth it. Take taking one of those fancy Windsor strip clubs or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. lots of fancy leopards. Uh, <laughs> or wow, I just said the name of one leopards. <laughs> lots of fancy strip clubs in yeah. Windsor. <laughs> so crazy. Here's my crazy story. <laughs> here's my crazy story. The guy who shot our wedding and made our wedding video is the Peter McKinnon before his YouTube celebrity. He was doing weddings and that. He was my, at the time, my sister's fiance's neighbor. 
he shot he used her for a couple shoots and that kind of oh. stuff and she's like i got the guy for your wedding and he like we met with him he he's a, he's 100% authentic like it's not like some kind of act he's the exact guy you see on the screen he was super cool even cuz a deal and if you if i showed you my wedding video and this is circa 2012 it is 100% all peter mckinnon it's incredible, and the dude was like next level awesome. There's lots of slow motion. Slow motion, the 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 the, the panning, B roll. Oh man! Like I'll, I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll send it to you, or I might even link it on on this show note. Um, it was it was so good, and whenever I watch his videos now, I'm like, they that like he uses the same shot for a wedding. Like it was it was that's awesome. Yeah, like crazy oh, story. I mean, who knew, right? Like nobody knows. Like this is I'm gonna guess six seven years before you even put a first first video on youtube but the guy is what you see is what you get like that is the peter mckinnon there he is 100 is not an act at all he's 100 percent stand up and i remember that night too i gave him a big hug at the end of the night i did in my when he's like hey man we're all done here we're just gonna get the cake shot we're all done i gave him a big hug i'm like this is awesome dude and he's like i got some really good things you're gonna be really happy and we went to that's yeah wild. we went to so he we were on such a budget that instead of him getting another photographer to help him out. He brought his wife out. His wife was awesome too. And like, oh, so they sat down, they had dinner at the table with um, my brother's sister-in-law, who at the time was going to school for film and media, who she's still in the business now. And, um, and I was like, I thought it'd be cool for her to network with the photographer. Little did I know that he'd become Canada's biggest YouTuber afterwards. And like, like his like, rise to fame is like the quickest, quickest to a million ever. In Canada, at least. I guess. I don't know if it's worldwide. Wow, that's incredible, Yeah, dude. so, like, such a crazy... Like, I'm getting goosebumps telling you this story. And so we have a couple of his pictures from our wedding um, in our house, hanging in our house, because, obviously, that's what we do. Um, but I've been, I've been contemplating, because I, I still have his personal email. Uh, I'm asking him if I send him some sleeves, if he would sign them, and then we just reframe the photo with the mat, the mat with his signature on it, because it's because he's like he's like he's such a for for people like us who are into the YouTube game, who are watching YouTube daily, who are adding content to YouTube, that's really cool. Like that. Did you see he's on like a Canada coin? He's on a uh, fucking Canadian like coin and a stamp. Yeah. yeah, I know. Like, yeah, and but he he right now is blowing up. He he's about to become Canada's next national treasure because of the work he's doing and 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 how much he waves the flag. As you, you see, this guy he's like this coffee connoisseur, but at the same time he's still drinking Tim Hortons because it's in his DNA. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, so, wow, that, that's why. Yeah, man. Like, how many people can tell that story? Because, like, you know, oh. uh, Peter McKinnon shot my wedding. Yeah. yeah, right. Would he do that now? Probably, probably not. not. Well, you have to probably pay <laughs> him a whole person, bunch. Like, very close friends. Yeah, like, I have a photo somewhere of him taking a picture of my wife at the Brickyard in Toronto. And, like, he put her in this... Um, it's a, it was, it was a window, but they overlaid it with brick and she's standing in it and he's taking a picture and I took a picture of him taking a picture of her. And it's like, I think it's like the only shot I have of him shooting anything for us. And I, I even asked some family and friends if they had any pictures of the photographer doing work and like no one, like that might be the only photo I have of it. But like I said, I still have his personal email, like on my, on my, uh, on my Gmail. So I'm like, can I just set like, do you think he would even remember? Like, I'm sure he'd remember. But like, oh, yeah. but like, if I put it out there, would he be receptive to it? Would he be mad that I still have his hard drive that he gave me that I was supposed to give back to him and I never did? 
Like, would he be mad at them? Yeah, that's the opener to your email right yeah. there. Like, hey, man, I've, I've had this hard drive. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want it back? Uh, plus, can you send me some, uh, yeah. some autographs? Yeah, please? like, if I send you this, would you send it back? Like, I was like, I paid, like, uh, way too much money for your stupid trucker cap that I don't even wear. But is it cool if? Yeah, man. So, I don't know how we got on that tangent, but um, let's bring this back. Let's bring this back a little bit. We talked about the highs. Give me some lows of the podcast. Oh, man, some lows. So, like, that uh, that production turnaround is definitely one of the lows sometimes. Um, especially, like, I think right now is probably the lowest of the lows. Uh, we've had a, a bit of a drag for the last couple of weeks. Um, we actually haven't recorded anything in maybe, like, three weeks. Um, and so the episodes that we had banked are gone. And so, uh, you know, times crunch time is starting to happen. But, um, we you know, we kicked out of our funk. Um, There's just some things going on, uh, like... You know, Steve, his girlfriend's birthday was last weekend, which was on a recording day, and so we had to postpone it. It kind of just threw everything off for everybody. And then on top of that, um, I've been working on a new robot for another camera, and I've just kind of had tunnel vision on it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a pretty complicated robot, and so I've just been doing absolutely nothing other than building this robot. But it's almost done now, so um, we have a a big production weekend coming up next weekend. Um, We're going to try and bank a couple more episodes and kind of get out of the funk um but yeah i think the probably the lowest one is when the deadline is right right at the just like tomorrow or a couple hours away and you know computers exporting still is it going to freeze is it going to export the whole episode yes are we going to be late i I just i never want to be late i i hate being late for you know production deadlines so weird though because it's such a (laughs) self-imposed isn't it Um, yeah it's probably not super important but i'm just like no we can't yeah (laughs) consistency is key right that's what everyone says oh absolutely for for the podcast podcast. consistency is key you know it's so weird i almost get like zero feedback i'll get likes and shares and that kind of stuff but if we're late because we used to do mondays and then i moved it to sundays and then i moved it to tuesdays but by chance this week unfortunately we released late on a wednesday uh, late 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 tuesday night wednesday morning and i got like three three mentions being like where the fuck is the podcast dude like we don't need to listen to your shitty podcast man we can just listen to something else where's the podcast like (laughs) okay dude it's it's coming up relax there tiger 101 jesus fine oh yeah man uh honestly like uh you know, that scares me, that even happening, um, just being late and then people asking about it. Like, I don't want to answer that question. I don't, I don't want people to ask me where it is. I don't, I don't want to deal with it. It's kind of like, uh, you know, if you're ever late to work, um, you know, people are like, Oh, thanks for showing up. And everybody has that. Comment. Yes. Like, everyone's got to be know a comedian. I mean? I, yeah. And I'm just like, Oh, I don't want to deal with that with the podcast. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, so give me a little bit of the crystal ball. Where do you see this podcast? Where do you want to see this podcast um, coming up in the future? So you guys are, what, like 14 episodes in, 13 episodes in? Uh, we have 15. 15, I'm sorry. Banked. Okay. So, yeah, we're, we're, almost, we're almost out of episodes, but yeah, 15. Okay. Um, and then, so are you guys doing seasonal stuff? Or are you just going to keep going? What is the goal for the Hotline Hangout? I, you know, me and Steve have talked about it. When we put the podcast up, it says season one. Um, and we haven't talked about stopping yet for any period of time. Um, but Steve's in school still, and it's his last year. So I imagine that there's going to need to be a break at some point. Or we're going to have some, like, uh, we're going to have to 
bank a few hardcore weekends of just pumping out a bunch of episodes um, in order to kind of bank them. But we also still want them to be quality. So, you know, if there's too many episodes, like we might get bored, we might get tired, we might get exhausted. So um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But, uh, but yeah, in, in the future, um, Steve Steve has a pretty ambitious plan for us. Um, you know, he he's kind of pushed all the expansion that we've done here. Uh, first, it was just the podcast, but then he insisted that we get social media. So we hopped on social media right away. And there's some social media that we've stayed away from so far, like Facebook. I don't think we're ready for Facebook yet. Um, but, you know, he's pretty adamant that we need everything right now, right away. Um, and then uh, we, we're also talking about doing like a spinoff little series um, for like maybe a bi-weekly uh, called Hotline to Go. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what we're trying to we're trying to figure out a format for it. Um, and like, there's got to be like a theme or something like you, we were thinking of like going to going to get like fast food or something and just the conversation on the way to the fast food place or something yeah. once every couple of weeks and just having a quick 15 minute conversation about some topic. Um, and the idea was that those episodes would be, uh, probably pretty interesting and then really easy to edit cause it'd be one camera, one mic and just, uh, yeah, just quick edit and then and just you know pop it out. Yeah, and just something to kind of tie over the the uh, the insatiable weight between podcasts. Oh yeah, that week long weight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll I'll tell you, man. Like especially like the weekly podcasts I listen to, especially anything sport related. When they don't come out on time, I lose my shit. I get stirred crazy. I'm like, did somebody die? Do one of your kids get caught in a blender? Why isn't this podcast here right now? <laughs> like, let's go. Yeah, yeah no, I, I know the feeling, especially because, like, I, I used to listen to Spotify a lot when I was, like, at the gym or doing other things now, but now it's just podcasts, and I, I rarely listen to Spotify anymore unless I just can't pay attention, but I need some noise. Right. Um, and, and, yeah, when I'm, like, on a kick for a podcast, I got, like, a thousand episodes of podcasts downloaded on my phone. Um, but if one episode of a show that's supposed to be out isn't out yet, I'm just like, whoa, yeah. like what's going on? Like American holidays really suck. Cause like, I don't really pay attention to American holidays, <laughs> but you know, you'll notice that all of your favorite podcasts don't post episodes on yes. like, long weekends or American holidays. And you're just like, no, it's not a holiday for me. Like I still have to live my yeah. life over here. Like what right. That, that random Thanksgiving in November, which makes no sense. Yeah. What the yeah. Hell? I hear you. Okay. So listen, like. I don't want this to be a two-hour podcast. I got to end this podcast right now, but I've been ending every podcast. And you already know what's coming up. I've been ending every podcast with one question. And maybe I'll make a poster out of it. Maybe I'll make a t-shirt out of it. Maybe a fucking coaster. I'm not too sure. All I know is two things. This Gretzky beer went way went down way too well. And I hope your margarita. Yeah, I heard you open up a second week. Yeah. You know what? It just you know what? It just felt it felt right. It felt right. Oh, yeah. Number two, if I ever make it out to Windsor, can I be on your show? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask. We're, we're definitely, uh, you know, we try to not invite too many people on the show, but you have, like, an open invite. You, you and Jake, yes. you guys come on Yes, yes. If you could see me now, I'm shaking my fist from side to side around my head. I'm very happy. That's the only thing I ever wanted. Um, if you ever come, to the, come close to the Big Smoke, we're on the way, so you can always stop in. Um, Okay, so here it is. And I don't want you to answer for Steve. I want you to answer for Shane. What does it mean to you to be a podcaster? Um, So 
I thought about this a, a bit because I knew I was going to have to answer this question. Um, but I, I think to me, being a podcaster is just kind of like an outlet for creativity. Um, I, you know, I get to set up a studio and a set every couple of weeks and just go through this whole production. And I, I love that. I, I love creating things. And this is kind of like an obligation to create things. But it's not like one of those obligations that, you know, you feel bad about. Um, you know, you feel really good about having this obligation. And yeah, I, I don't know if that answers the question perfectly, but you know, that's what it means to me. I, I like making things. You know what, man, it, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be true to you. And that, as soon as you said, as soon as it came off your tongue, I accepted it. It's perfect. All right. <laughs> let, let the Nana Nation know where they can find all of your content. Uh, so all of our content, you can find it on YouTube, uh, by searching hotline hangout, or you can search my name, Shane Chasson. Um, you can find us on Instagram at hotline hangout podcast, send us an email at hotline hangout at gmail.com. And we're also on Twitter at hotline hangout. I, I think we got all of our handles properly, but except for hotline hangout podcast, um, on Instagram, cause, uh, James created an account forgot the password, forgot the email, and so we had to make another one right away. Oh, so no. I blame James for that one. It's his fault. <laughs> James dropped the ball. Yeah, James dropped the ball hardcore. Shane. That was the day when the Raptors lost, by the way. So he he's the reason why they lost. Oh, what, what, what was it? I think it was like game three. Game three in Toronto? No, wait. No, they won. They won. Okay, hold on. I know this. They won one in Toronto, lost one in Toronto, won two in Golden State, lost one in Toronto. It was game two then. Okay. Well, yeah, James... Because we went out and watched the game afterwards, and they lost, and it was just a terrible day. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, my man, I look forward to the package in the mail. I enjoy whatever you're going to whatever you're gonna send. I'm in. I want that t-shirt for sure. The favor will be returned, of course. Thank you so much for doing this. Any idea if you guys are going to plan to make the trek to PodCamp this upcoming year? Uh, we, we definitely are thinking about it because, yeah, we want to kind of get more active in the podcast community. So, yes, um, definitely going to keep in touch with uh, Left Behind Game Club about that yes. stuff because they seem way more into that stuff than, than we know anything about. So. Well, I'll tell you what. If, if we win another award, I'll probably pick up your bar tab too, okay? So, awesome. Yeah, I'm going to – I'm definitely – All the margaritas sure. you can drink, my bro. All right. Well, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate your time. Um, Nana Nation, please check out the Hotline Hangout. It is like hanging with your best bros and just listening and shit talking to each other. I'm a fan. Um, So with that being said, thank you as always for tuning in, downloading, tuning in, and checking us out. This is the Not For 30 Podcast. This is your pod life. We out.